So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Daisy from the Dead Deads. And we're gonna ask you some questions today about their upcoming album, Tell Your Girls It's Alright. I'm gonna start. Uh so congrats on that, by the way. How do you guys feel about the response to the announcement so far? Ah, uh, well, super excited. You mean just like the record or the tour that's coming up? Everything. Everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The response is great all around. Yeah. Um, we I mean, it's been a little bit delayed as far as the record. It was supposed to come out last like March or April. Oh wow. That's what we were gunning for. And then of course COVID hit and mm-hmm. we had a tour with the darkness at the time. Um that got canceled and um it doesn't make sense. It's or it's best when you're putting out a record to align that with the tour. Mm-hmm. Um and so then it was like, ah, eh, we should hold off on putting the record out. Um but yeah, so we're just kind of like anticipating. We're very eager <clears throat> to have it all out. But we've been putting singles out along the way mm-hmm. um, to kind of satisfy our desire to get it out. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's been keeping, you know, let people know that we're still around and we're going to be back after pandemic. Don't forget about us. <laughs> That's yeah. got to be rough, though, because you guys are going to put it out right as the pandemic Ouch. started. So it's yeah. been done yeah. for how long now then? Um, well, so that gave us some time. So it would have been done in March or April, but it was kind of rushed. Um, so that gave us some time is like, okay. Um, in particular the vocals and then the little bells and whistles and extra kind of production stuff, we were able to, to take some more time with it. So, um, I, I don't remember when we finally got it totally mixed and mastered and like done, done. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it was like, may or june something like that wow. of last year right. <laughs> okay so that's so, good you you got more time to polish it you know yeah, make exactly. it more fine awesome. yeah exactly yeah it was it was going to be kind of a tight fit we were in the studio i think like february um and so i was basically done but even sometime last year may june i got it i got to go um into the studio and add like the harmonies and um and we made a couple other kind of artistic decisions then too but yeah oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. we're ready to get it out let's go <laughs> so close uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art yeah um so tell your girls it's all right um there's a song called cure for life that is on this record so it comes from the lyrics that song we've actually we wrote um a little while ago and we had actually performed we were performing it already and we put it out on a live record from Halloween. I think it was Halloween 2018. Oh, wow. Maybe 2019. I'm like, it's really confusing now. It's It's all blurring together. (laughs) Pre pandemic. It's like all one year. Yeah. yeah, So it's a song that like our fans that, that were actually there for the live record recording and, you know, have listened to it. They know, they know the song. So tell your girls it's all right. is like a little snippet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of part of the message that we wanted to, to give because again, pre pandemic, there were still like a lot of problems and, and issues um, like politically stuff. Like we're not fans of Trump. So like basically every day something was like, uh, yep. you know, and then, um, you know, then you've got the larger stuff like the global warming or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember our biggest issues back then. Oh, like gun violence and stuff. Yep. That's sort of, um, but that there is hope and there's room for optimism. And that was a little bit of the, the message behind all that. All right. I love That's it. good. Uh, yeah. So can you tell me a little about your writing process for this record? 
Our writing process for this record is very similar or almost exactly like our writing process for everything that we've done, mm-hmm. um, which is very organic. So the three of us get in a room um, Sometimes we're like, we're going to have a writing session, but other times we're just rehearsing and either just feel like, okay, we're nailing this or get kind of bored or, or opposite. We may be completely unprepared. Um, like we're like, oh, we're going to rehearse these songs. And then one or all of us will just be like, oh, we got too busy. And so we're going to be rough. And then like, well, instead of trying to like deal, instead of trying to like um, slosh through that mm-hmm. together, we could just write a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's different kind of like impetuses for us to do writing. When we knew we wanted to do a record, we definitely had some more set like, okay, we're going to write. But anyway, so there we are. We're in the room. We're deciding we're going to write a song. And one of the three of us starts making noise. And then one, another one of us starts chiming in, whether that's with a vocal or a harmony or a beat or, uh, you know, and then we start building on that and kind of jam it and, if we like it, it's feeling good. Then we keep doing it. Or then we go, okay, that's the verse. Now what's the chorus or, you know, we start just kind of like a sculpture. I always, I think of it very like sculpture, kind of like chipping away. It exists and we're finding it. And then, and then we get to where we can kind of play it all. Like we remember, okay, we're going to do that two times. We're going to do that three times. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we remember kind of what we think we want to do. And just one of our phones, we, you know, um, do a voice memo, send it to each other and, and build from there. Um, for the most part, w- what I've been describing is almost uh, just the instruments. Um, although Meta, our lead singer, she'll, she'll sometimes just start going like, la, 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 or something on top. Mm-hmm. But most of the time she's doing a lot of the, the singing part um, and the lyrics off but like separately. And then we come back together and she's like, I'm thinking of this, or she may email or text us. I'm thinking this theme. Okay. Um, And yeah, we'll also throw her ideas (laughs) either intentionally or not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think one of them, like there was a book I was reading a Carson. um, What? Not Carson McCullers who wrote the road. That's not Cormac McCarthy. Oh, (laughs) Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, Yeah. 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 Um, I was reading, actually, it wasn't The Road. I was reading Blood Meridian, I think, um, which is a crazy book. Um, But yeah, I was just telling her about that. And like, are you guys, have y'all read any of his stuff? No. I I don't think I have. No. It's pretty intense. So I wouldn't, I would only reluctantly recommend it. It's really well written, but it's like, it's kind of dark. And then it's just deep. It's, a lot of bad things happen to people and stuff um and mm-hmm. it's not fair <laughs> yeah. um and but he has crazy vocabulary there's like you know every other page i'm like circling words and mm-hmm. like yeah looking them up and that's what i was telling her about and then she lo and behold like threw some of those words <laughs> into a, a song <laughs> oh my god yeah uh, <laughs> wow so it seems like you guys, so at, least, <laughs> at least you guys write the instrumentals like in the same room together. So did yeah. you guys write it all during the pandemic since you guys couldn't be in the same room? We together? wrote, we, I would say like almost none. I mean, uh, during the pandemic, as far as like for the record, yeah. um, uh, I think, uh, you know, Meta may have like switched out a little bit of, mm-hmm. um, like this word for that word, you know, something she thought made more sense or would work better. Um, And then there, you know, the harmonies, 
and, and you do write harmonies, but those, those kind of come extra or where maybe we didn't have like some, Hey, Hey's in the background, like mm-hmm. those extra higher levels of sounds and stuff that yeah. happened afterwards. But the, the core, the meat and potatoes of the writing happened way pre pre pandemic. I was talking like more grand scheme of things like the records done. Are, were you guys working it all outside of that writing new music? Oh yeah. Um, okay. not, well, we, we really didn't get together. So mm-hmm. as a band, uh, I'm trying to think, cause we do, we, no, I don't think we've written any songs. We just record, we just rehearsed this past weekend and we almost did. Okay. Uh, we actually started jamming something that might turn into a song, but Interesting. maybe not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there was, we were actually rehearsing to a click. Do you know what that is? Yes. Yes. Yeah, like to the metronome. Um, and so we were rehearsing to, to tighten up for a tour. Um, it's a good trick to get really, really tight. Um, yeah. And um, and one of them was going, dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. and I like, I picked that out on my bass. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dun, 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 and kind of jokingly was was like playing it in my off. <laughs> Just because it was, it's really loud and annoying. And it was yeah. sort of my way of dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, yeah, our drummer started like kind of doing a thing and um who knows. We I think it's a 50-50 chance we write a song based on that. All right. <laughs> okay. Your writing process is so creative. It's like you guys never turn it off. It's just always going on. Like if you hear a cool sound again with the with the clicker, it's like you just made that into a song or 50-50 yeah. chance of making it into a song. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> yeah i guess it, it's also like compulsive <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's fun i mean so um you in the also in the process of writing but more actually after it's all written we wrote we ended up writing um 16 songs um and only 12 made it to the main record mm-hmm. and four songs are going to be put out on the fourth side of the double vinyl Ooh. so it won't be available digitally um but so there was that kind of culling of those four songs mm-hmm. uh, and but then also once we we had landed on okay these are the ones we're going to record then we kind of went back and, and did a like a pre-production and, and kind of worked on it ourselves of like, you know, we do want at least one, maybe two or three or four of these to be on the radio and to be, mm-hmm. you know, radio friendly and like singles. So then you start to do stuff like, oh, that one's too long. What can we do? And sometimes the answer is nothing. So we're just going to have to leave that alone. And maybe that'll be the Bohemian Rhapsody of our record. <laughs> um, and then other times like, yeah, we don't need to do that chorus like four times in a row, you know, we can yeah. get and get it down to a normal length and also think of things to make it more poppy. So mm-hmm. um, one of our, um, I guess our first single was called In For Blood and that's in seven, four, I think, um, or seven, eight, one of the two. And um, it, like, it was sort of like that for almost the whole time. And, and there, I think it was just at the end that we get into four, four to really rock it out. Um, but we decided to incorporate the four, four a little bit more. So that way, I don't know. Yeah. Just make it a little easier on more than the average for yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. All right. So those kinds of things you do. Um, I don't know why I told you all that. I don't think that answered your question at all. No, you <laughs> no, no it's it all good. And then answered every follow-up question we could exactly. possibly have. Literally, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so how did the track list for the album come about? Did you guys kind of shuffle it? Did you write the opener to be an opener, closer to be a closer? 
what was the process behind that? We, we actually did, I guess the opener, we kind of did do it as an opener, but that was just because the feeling that we were having, I can't remember. I I've kind of failed to remember like who starts all the things, but, um, at the time the, the leads and the first song on the record or what has now become the first song on the record, we just wanted to punch them in the face, you know? Yeah. And actually the second song on the record was also very particularly like, let's just punch him in the face. And like, yeah. you know, we just started with that. And, um, so then it was natural that those ended up being in the front, but you, you we didn't really know that. Mm-hmm. So as far as sequencing goes, um, there's a couple things. Once we decided we did, we were going to do vinyl, you have to work with the amount of space that's on a vinyl record that's limited. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you can only, depending on how long the songs are, you know, okay, we can put three, but then that one's long. So, or, you know, or four or five, but this one's long. So we can only fit three mm-hmm. on that side and so on. So we did kind of jigger with them a little bit, like moving them around. And, and that's a little bit how um, the four songs got, we, we sacrificed them um, because yeah. they just, um, it was too much, actually. It was too much punching in the face. <laughs> No such and then thing. also a little bit, it was like, we had a lot of punching in the face, also a lot of weird, a lot of soft, a lot of this and that. And these, it was, it was sort of, I mean, they're great and I love them. And I, I kind of sometimes feel bad that, that we put them to the side, but it's a lot, you know, you, you really want it to be one sitting. I yeah. want, and I think we want for people to just listen to this record as one record and be able to listen to it all over again and not just be like, Wow, that's a lot, and then never want to listen to it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. that's fair. You're one yeah. of the only people that has talked about like track sequencing, and then mm-hmm. also brought up vinyl alongside yeah. it, like putting that in in the thought. So, it's a real thing. Yeah. Oh, it comes up a lot. Um, it's funny. I was I was on a, a vinyl um, geared podcast. Um, I think it's called uh, Vinyl Tap. Is a bar here in town vinyl something anyway they, they were great i enjoyed it but yeah we talked about that some um and i i don't think many of their guests really talked about that either it's like mm-hmm. it's a hidden process and it's it can be agonizing mm-hmm. um not for us but i i've known a couple different situations of other people that are putting you know a record together and it like kind of fighting and you can't, I mean, there, it's just reality. It's physics at that point. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you can't fit more on there. There's different ways you can, um, extend it. You can get more on there if you reduce the quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sort of went the opposite. We did the highest quality. And so it's actually a 45 speed. So there's even less than normal, yeah. um, on mm-hmm. our vinyls and, um, uh, but yeah. Yeah, it can it can be tough. You, yeah. you can get into some serious arguments. <laughs> yeah, Wait, because so, it's, oh, they're your babies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wait, so, yeah. what made you choose to put the extra four as like vinyl exclusives? Was that to push vinyl sales and like because it's just it's a little frustrating for somebody who doesn't buy yeah. vinyls that often. Just like oh, I love this song, but I can't hear it like on Spotify, Apple Music. Like, what was the yeah. thought process behind that? It was, it was a little bit of that. It was a way, it was like the compromise kind of like, okay, yeah. you know, we, the, it, a lot of it, again, back to like the length of the songs there, mm-hmm. there's one that we thought was going to be our lead, our first single. So when we put out in for blood, we, there was another song we were going to actually do a video for instead. And at the mm-hmm. last second we were like, no. And we did the other one. So there's, I mean, they're great. We think great viable songs, but mm-hmm. they just didn't make the cut. Um, and 
and but we didn't want to let him go all the way so it was like well they could fit on the last but but they won't fit on something else and so yeah it was just a compromise to keep them a little bit alive and i think what will end up happening is is i don't know when or if we'll put it out on spotify or apple like properly digitally but i know on youtube you know that people get it out there somehow 100 mm-hmm. percent, sure. yeah guaranteed uh, mm-hmm. so what song on the album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite no clue um i'm trying to think if there's anyone that like yeah i i couldn't tell you which took the longest um what was my personal favorite yes. Yes. also impossible <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. Um, Well, it depends on my mood. I think um, the second song, which we haven't put out, I don't know if, I guess I can talk about this. There's a song called Thinkers and Prayers. Um, I think it's my current favorite. Um, There's another song that I play trumpet and bass on at the same time. Oh, wow. That's um, impressive. That we wrote for that on purpose. So, so with bass, it's just open strings and then I'll play trumpet so i don't really it's not it's a it's a trick but mm-hmm. it's designed uh, around that that'll be doing that um and that's really just a fun one um wait will you be doing that like on tour will you be playing I, the, the trumpet and bass at the same time i might be i haven't remastered this mm-hmm. skill i've i've worked on it a little bit but yeah we'll see um i've kind of let my lip go over quarantine i haven't i mean have a little bit but basically haven't have really haven't played the trumpet i've just like greased it up every now and then and yeah. kept it alive. but um so i'm a little worried that i can't keep it up but i'm, I'm gonna try <laughs> okay because that'd be like super impressive to see just like wait, i'm gonna what? bring it i'm gonna bring it on tour i'm gonna bring the the little holder thing so i can put it down real fast and yep. get back to base and yeah so we'll see all right uh, so can you tell me where your headspace was at while you were creating this record? I know you said this was like 2019. So if you can remember. Yeah. Well, some of the songs are older. Um, so headspace, there's different, different headspaces, but for the most part, um, uh, I guess it's our headspace is always, is, is just like kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking about, um, uh, I, I guess sometimes what will the headspace is is more like well we have a song that's like this already mm-hmm. so let's do a song that's like this instead yeah. what so or yeah like if we write a song in three four then not right you know like the next one even if we're feeling even if one of us starts doing that like oh we just did that and then okay well, let's do something else then yeah but um yeah, just enjoying each other's company, I guess, is the headspace. And and just we're it's just being creative. There's no um no pressure. It, it, as we start writing stuff and jamming things, if it's gets boring or kind of sucks, or even if we love it that day and none of us want to go back and listen to it, and then we'll just let it die. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay it's, to let go. Yes, we can let it go. That's so wholesome. So, like, no yeah. pressure. Yeah. Uh, so how do you recommend that your fans listen to this album for the first time in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on at a party? What is this album? I would say, uh, 
Possibly with friends, or if not with friends and with other at least dead core members, because there's a lot of or you know people that have listened to our song in the past or mm-hmm. our other music, because there are some callbacks. So they would probably have fun, um, you know, together like picking out. Oh yeah, that's like that. That's a follow yeah. up to that song. Like back then. Oh well, she talked about that. Well, that's this or that theme sounds you know familiar, and so that would probably be the most fun and and the best quality you know scenario you can think of as loud as possible so true it's good (laughs) Uh, so this one should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this record for new listeners in three words everything but the kitchen sink we'll hyphen it what yeah it's fine we'll hyphen it 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 works exactly (laughs) um so what's your favorite memory from uh, creating this record um, let's see the studio. One of my favorite memories is the studio that we did it in had this really big room that had a beautiful reverb to it. Um, it's the kind of room that you kind of can't help, but just be like, ah! you know, and <laughs> yeah, then yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. just scream Yeah, <laughs> as soon as you start to like your footsteps and you can tell like, Oh wait, this is that kind of room. And, and, and so, um, we added like some choir vocals at the end of a song that did not, we did not plan to, it was the thinkers and prayers. So there, there was a, a religious and prayers, P R E Y E R S like praying on. Um, so it's a little tongue in cheek there, but yeah. So we added some, some choral um, vocals. And w- what was really fun about that is there were only like five of us. I think we brought in some pe- like, our producer Matt came in, and and um, we brought maybe six people were mm-hmm. were doing it, um, but we all would sing one layer of this of the thing, and then they play it back, and we'd then sing the next layer of the harmonies, yeah. and the next layer, and the next layer. And before you know it, it sounded like there was an entire a huge choir. Mm-hmm. It was just us, and that was really kind of fun building. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop, you're going in. What is your snack of choice? Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its? Okay. That's the original. original. I was going to ask uh, white cheddar or regular, no, but original. Just okay. Just the original regular. And um, I've I've relatively recently gone vegan, but that's one of my, that's one of my cheats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That and a Reese's or one of those. Uh, what nut rages i really like that like peanut buttery um but yeah and that's uh, since it's bad cheeses are bad um i also that's i keep it to original so if they don't have original i don't mess around i just don't have them so that's that's my limit all right fair (laughs) enough i don't enjoy any of the other ones as much it's not worth it yeah so you gotta have the original yeah yeah agreed uh oh they have the toasty i've never seen the toasty in there what is the toasty there's the extra toasted version I've only seen in the box, like at the grocery store. Uh-huh. And it seems like they only put it out around like football, like the Super Bowl time. Yeah. But if I ever did see that version that I would get also. Right. <laughs> Amazing. Um, what so about you guys? What are y'all's gas station snacks? Oh. Gas station snacks? Oh. Oh, we haven't gotten this one flipped oh on my us God. yet. Yeah. Um, we've gotten literally every other question flipped on us except this one. <laughs> well, Fine, I'll take it first then. Probably some of the gas stations have the the little bags of Lay's dill pickle chips. Oh my god, I, I fucking it. love those things. <laughs> They're so good. And mm-hmm. then they've also put the Baja Blast back in the bottles, and I've been mm-hmm. addicted to those lately. So one of those, okay. as, well. as you should be. Yeah. Um. Oh god. Uh. I don't know. Probably. 
just like a chip. I don't know. I can't really think right now about what probably like maybe maybe Pocky. I like Pocky. It's a good mm-hmm. snacking, you know, yeah. sweet. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got so- a fancy gas station. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wait, you guys don't have Pocky in your gas I don't know about, I mean, yeah, at the gas station. I haven't even looked. Honestly, you should. So yeah. You've got that in my head. I'm going to be on, and we are touring the country here in a couple, in like six weeks. Um, so That's I'll fun. be on the lookout. I'll let you know. I'll send you pictures of my pocky. Okay, good, good. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of tour, what are your top three songs that you're looking forward to playing live off this record? I'm anxious about the one where I'm playing trumpet, but I am excited to see. I think it will go well. If it goes well, it's going to be one of those like, High risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's either gonna sound really dumb, <laughs> um, or it's gonna be amazing. So I'm anxious and eager to see how that one goes. Um, and I, I guess like the new songs that we haven't put out yet. Um, the first two songs on the record we're we're working on um, and gearing up, and then um, so that's two, and then what. Well, a third one, I guess, maybe uh, deal with me, which is we put that out as a single that that's really just kind of fun to play. Oh, there's another there's one that we did in six, eight that I really like to it's very hard yeah. to answer that question when we're not name dropping anything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like song A, song C. Exactly. Song <laughs> uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music, if that's OK with you. Yeah. Sick. Uh, so if you could become one animal for the rest of your life, which animal would you be and why? Ooh, I would probably, my first thought was that I would want to be one of the big cats, but probably for the wrong reason, just because they're so beautiful and sleek and graceful. Um, but I also don't want to have to hunt for uh, and kill things mm-hmm. t- to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the other ones that might be fun would be like, you know, like Bumblebee. Oh, <laughs> um, but they don't. Their life. No, maybe they do live long enough. Yeah, th- that would be my alternate. Yeah, I think they live like three months if they're like doing like really good. Yeah, they might be wrong. And no one's gonna go out of their good. way to step on you because you've exactly. got a stinger. Yeah, no. <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. And you just got your nose and flowers all day long, and yeah. then honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not too bad. No, uh, not bad at all. So, if you could listen to one song for the rest of your life, what song would it be? Oh gosh, what do other people say to that? Oh god, we get just a lot of like, oh, my favorite song is X, yeah. so it's this song. And I'm just like, you wouldn't get sick of that? But yeah. okay, you know. I would think I would get sick. I, I can't think of that, but um a song that I have been listening to over and over again recently um is there's a do you guys know about this movie called Streets of Fire? I think I've heard of it. It's from the 80s, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, it was a flop in the 80s. Oh, so it wasn't, it didn't really get like people don't really know that much about it. And it just mm-hmm. came out on Netflix, I think maybe a month or two ago. Oh, and so it, what it feels like is like it feels like an 80s spoof because they do it so good. It's so 80s mm-hmm. because it was done in like 1984. Um, but there's, there's a couple songs and there's one at the end called like tonight is what it means to be young. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics are insane. They don't make any sense talking about walking on the rim of, or on the rings of the sun and some kind of angel. And there's a girl and a boy and tonight, 
<laughs> wow. So it just goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah. There's a prince, I think, that's dancing like a cat on the stairs. Oh. Uh, whatever that's supposed to mean. But it's epic. It goes mm-hmm. on and on. It's so cool. And, and yeah, the absurdity makes it really fun to listen to, too. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that one for now. And you could take all the time you have with it, which is forever to decipher the lyrics. Yes, the lyrics. And then there's also lots of different layers of harmonies. And like this, this chorus is good. These guys are going like, la, la, la. And the others are going, ah, ah, or whatever. (laughs) There's different layers you can learn. (laughs) That's good. All right. Yeah. Uh, So for this last question, boom, you're on a desert island. You can only bring one person, one movie and one album. Who and what are you bringing? One person, one movie, one album. Yep. Okay. So the movie, I'm going to go with Streets of Fire just because I'm there. Um, And um, the one person, I guess I'll have to say my husband. (laughs) I Um, guess. (laughs) (laughs) um, And then what was the other one? Oh, a record. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, I really, really kind of keep going back to that. Arctic Monkeys one, the Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, I think is the name Ooh, of the Okay, one. yeah. I, I really, I listened to that again. I got off of it, but um, listened to it again over the weekend and it's just so good. And that one's another one. There's so many layers and mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Good. Good uh, so as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? We've got a new record coming out, 820. Uh, it will also be available after 820 if you don't <laughs> hit don't. the deadline, but that will be it. <laughs> uh, we're going to leave it up there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're going on tour with Candlebox. We're going to be all around the country except for the Northwest. Um, the West, We're really just doing going through the Southwest as far as the West part of the country. But come out. Um, it's going to be a grand old time. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, yeah. thank you for Snathus and Daisy from the Dead Deads, and we've been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>